0: You're listening to Eye on the Ball with Steve Rivera. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Eye on the Ball. I'm Steve Rivera, alongside Jay Gonzalez, and you're listening to 1030 The Voice. Welcome to Tuesday afternoon. Lots going on uh, locally and nationally, obviously. How are you, Jay? I'm doing good. Uh, off a day of golf. A uh, little shout-out to my son,
1: Adam. Who's It's his 27th birthday, oh, nice. so I bought him some golf, and we went out to uh, Crooked Stick. I, I keep calling it Crooked Tree, tro- Crooked Stick. He's in really good shape. Uh, it's a mun- uh, the county muni that uh, opened and they'd been closed for a while and the course is in great shape so I'd encourage people to get out there and give it a shot well, it was we, in really good shape we need to know how you did uh, bad and good I, 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 <laughs> hey, that's I, I should give you my history I uh, long ago when I was actually a decent golfer I shot 52 on the front and 38 on the back <sighs> one time so that was uh, you know I, I I can't explain that. Well, it went fifty one forty three today, oh. so it, it was similar. I played awful on the front and then got it together on the back. Money back. had to be on the line. I lost then. a lot of money today because oh. there were four, there were four of us and I lost money to all three the other three guys.
0: Yeah, younger kids, I'm sure
1: they all they are. You know, they play a different game than I do. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's gotten really <laughs> bad. I, I'm playing old man golf, and um, you know, I, I used to be a, a regular. Where I where I was, I used to hit a seven iron, 150 yards. I'm down to about 130 but with a seven iron, you know. And we we were playing on a, a one of the part three holes, and it was a 160 yard hole, and I was hitting a five iron, and the other guys were hitting pitching wedges. So I, I don't know, it's a different game for me. What do you say, A bad day of golf pizza? We're not complaining because it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, We got out early. It was nice and cool for about 15 minutes. And then, uh, you know, we just we had a good time. It it, it was fun. And uh, I I love getting I love getting out there. Uh, and, And like I said, the course was in great shape. And it's just nice to get out and get some steps in.
0: Yeah, well, good. Well, a lot, a lot of things going on. The NBA has some news. Uh, we talked to Sean Miller today for the first time in, since March, I think it was, uh, the, the local media. Uh, I was on the call today. Uh, a lot of interesting and not so interesting stuff kind of as, as you know sean talks along on questions right and you know there's some
1: pieces of what he said that i think will be interesting to to fans and we're gonna where we've cut up the uh the the news conference and pulled out some what we think are some key key moments of the news conference and we'll play those and and, and, and comment it. on those yep. and, and talk about them and I thought there was some really interesting stuff that he had to say. Again, we don't you know, partly because of what's going on right now, you know we don't get an opportunity to to hear from these guys. So when we do, we want to give everybody a chance to to take a look at that. would love to have people call in and yeah. talk about that. Um I twenty forty but uh, we're gonna have some Sean Miller clips uh, in the second segment after uh, after the six fifteen break. So do you know what you're doing in mid-October? Hopefully, I'm watching football and baseball. You could every be watching day.
0: NBA basketball. Prob- too, yeah, probably some NBA basketball. Says, at least by right now on on June second, because it's always changing. Tomorrow will change again. That's when the finals are projected.
1: Wow! So it's you know, there's going to be a lot of sports going on. You know, all at once. You don't know, forget I, I mean, the Kentucky Derby. I mean, don't you, forget the figure. You figure. <laughs> college football is going to Mm -hmm. probably start the NFL is going to be going the NBA is going to be going the NHL is hoping to get their playoffs going everything's in in baseball well if you were to if you you take those five things and which one I think is the least likely to happen it's baseball because
0: of money because those
1: guys just can't get their act together
0: right yeah no question it's going to be a, a weird fall if we get to see all those things probably no fans no fans in a lot of that stuff, you know. We know uh, we know the uh,
1: the PGA tour is going to start next Thursday, and they're you not going to have you any You were early too. I was early. Darn it, man! I kept thinking it was this Thursday. It's but next you were? Thursday. You were so excited. I'm still excited. So, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I kind of I've I've gone back over the last few days and rewatched pieces of the uh, broadcast they had of the final round of the Masters that Tiger won last year. But um, you know, they're going to start a week from a week from tomorrow, a week mm-hmm. from Thursday, uh, and we, again. no fans and I think the first several tournaments are going to have no fans but uh, you know we'll lead into some of the majors coming up and so I'm, I'm excited about that yeah so a lot of things coming up we just have to wait Right, we Sit just got wait. wait. We're getting there. We're we're gaining on it, but every day, um, and you keep hearing different plans about the different sports and stuff like that. But uh, something's gonna happen. I, I, you, it's July, you know. You, you figure it's it's early June right now. Good dog days. We're gonna have a little bit of stuff in June, but by July there should be plenty of stuff
0: going on. Right, right. Something to watch and give you hope. Right, right. That yeah, should be fun. I'm looking forward to maybe ta- getting your thoughts on something uh, that Sean said. I was on the call, like I said, but I wanted to ask you yesterday. We talked about uh, uh, at length, I guess, with uh, Coach Harvey about what was going on socially out in the real world of uh, this pandemic, plus the riots and things like that. Where do you stand on athletes, big athletes, uh, going out there and helping out with the protest and or peaceful protest? I, I think you know. I think when an
1: athlete has a has a platform like that, and particularly some of the minority athletes that are out there and have uh, you know and, and have a position, I think it's great when they when they state those positions publicly and kind of set an example. I mean, a lot of people want to minimize what athletes do and what athletes know, but d- you got to remember a lot of these athletes are college graduates. Mm-hmm. They're not dumb guys and and they're not, you know, they're not guys who are just sitting around playing basketball or playing football or baseball or whatever they're doing. They're out there. They have kids, they have families, they're in their communities, they're doing stuff in their communities. They're probably way more involved than the average person who would tell them to mm-hmm. stick to dribbling or stick stick to sports and we've heard that before and we've heard that before you know you know somebody like LeBron James who's done so much for his communities, you know when he comes out and says stuff, I think people ought to listen mm-hmm. because they're they're out there in the middle of stuff that we don't see every day so i I think it's great when they come out and 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 take a stand, state a position and you know what even if you don't agree with their position mm-hmm. at least listen and that's right. the problem that's one of the big problems we have is people aren't listening to each other
0: well Steve Kerr you know does
1: it i love I love Steve because you know Steve the things that he says, you can tell he's put some thought into Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now. And a lot of times he, he does it in a sort of a humorous way because he, he, he
0: states the obvious, but it's like, guys, this is so obvious. It's funny. Well, you know, the thing about it is you get him, I get him, but people who don't get him, don't get him. Right. Does that make sense where it does
1: make sense because I think we know him a little better than right, say right. Joe Schmo out, you know, in somewhere so they don't in get the, the humor. Midwest. They don't they don't get the mm-hmm. the humor or the, the way he approaches things and, and we do. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, I love the Steve the, the stuff that Steve tweets because again, he, he's a guy who's smart guy been around the block a number of times politically, and, uh, politically his dad was uh, right you know in politics his entire family is is incredibly mm-hmm. educated so it's an it's a really smart family and, and a lot of the stuff he says is well thought out and I think he's somebody that you know we ought to pay attention to
0: part, part of the question is what I ask is uh, back in, in my youth and your youth obviously too Michael Jordan didn't talk about stuff like this
1: Michael Jordan didn't talk about stuff Tiger Woods didn't talk about stuff and there were a lot of people like that and you 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 you've kind of felt that they didn't because they were protecting their sure. financial sure. situation you know you
0: had, I, I don't. to
1: me that's not a criticism it, the, the, that's to, just what, it, it is what it is yeah. but I, I think there have been ways for them to get out there and make statements and do it within the context of what their business is because you're right you don't want to destroy your business by saying something but on the other hand you know Nike would who they were both attached to you know mm-hmm. famously I mean they've pretty mm-hmm. much made Nike you know, work with Nike and come out with, you know, statements and things that, you know makes sense and and there's ways to do that so i have been disappointed in the past with the with those two guys but you know they both came out and made statements um in the last few days about the stuff going on with the, the with the george floyd uh, uh tragedy so um you know they're they're doing more yeah, yeah, doing yeah. More. but I, I think it's a good thing that athletes do that
0: right right and I they're really
1: doing do. it more and more because even with the well the younger ones for they sure they are they are you know and somebody made the point that this generation i think steve kerr i was just reading a tweet from steve kerr saying that this generation coming up, not ours because we've messed this up really bad, but the next generation is probably going to be the most tolerant and well-versed generation on handling racism because you can see that the young kids, um, to them, the the inherent racism isn't as strong as it is with our generation.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I I agree. I agree. Uh, (laughs) Messed up is strong, but I totally agree with that, too. (laughs) Hey, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back and uh, dissect Sean Miller's press conference today. Come back here on 1030 The Voice. Hey, welcome back to Wine the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. Uh, So, Jay, of all the sports you just talked about maybe three minutes ago, what are you most looking forward to? College basketball? College college football.
1: College football. I'm a college football guy, and so I'm just hoping that this is all gonna, this is all gonna get started in whatever form it's gonna get started. In, and the NFL. I, I'm, a, you know, football. Football season is my favorite time of the year. Um, I, I don't, I don't watch as much regular season college basketball uh, as. I do college football. I mean, I, I, my weekends revolve around football when, when we hit the fall, uh, i start paying to college basketball. Well, I, obviously I work all the U of A games. Mm-hmm. So I, I do see all of those, but in terms of just what's going on in college basketball, I really don't start paying attention to wins and losses and conference races and stuff like that till, till we get closer to March. And you're starting to talk about who's going to be in the tournament and who's not and that so, of stuff.
0: So we had Yogi Roth here 10 days ago. Mm-hmm. So yes, last week he brought up a great point. We, hadn't even thought of it. Yesterday, there was a tweet out of Marshall. I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that? No. Two football players have been diagnosed or tested positive for COVID-19. I- imagine if two players from each team. Right. It, it'll throw everything into a tizzy.
1: Well, it, it will. But, you know, <clears throat> one of the things that that is is being figured out is what do you do
2: if somebody happens, on your
1: team gets the virus? you you, know, you you isolate them you you test the other guys do they have it do they not have it you know those kinds of things those are things that are still being formulated right now right. so because they don't have to know the answers to that right now we don't know what that is we don't know what's going you know how you're going to handle if all of a sudden you got a locker room and a guy's got and a guy's got it. What are you? What are you going to do? So I think that what what's going to happen over the next couple of months is they're going to have to figure out what does happen. Mm-hmm. They're, they're working on that, uh, you know, as we speak. Again, you know, this is that thing that we keep talking about. How what we know today is far short of what we're going to know tomorrow, next week, a month from now, two months from now. So I don't think we have an answer of what's going to happen if, if somebody in your locker room. You know, gets the virus. You know, who? who, who you know, what do you do? Yeah, I, that's, I don't think they know that yet. And that's that's. I don't even know if that's a worst case scenario, but that is a scenario. It is a scenario. It's a scenario that all of a sudden, you know. Okay, and maybe all of a sudden, you know, one guy has it, and now you have an outbreak in your locker room. Is your season over? Then what? Right. Yeah, is then your what? Season over. So I, I just, I just don't think that 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 we know yet. um what that's going to look like when somebody on a team, you know, gets the virus. Right. Because it's going to happen. I was going to say, you don't know until you get there. Right. But you have to prepare to get there. It's going to happen because we, yeah. don't, we don't have a vaccine for it. So yeah. somebody's going to get it. And so somebody's going to have to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. And right now they're trying to figure out what
0: to do when that does happen. Right, right, right everyone's optimistic so i mean that's if you, like i say on the show a number of times you can always have hope you can never not have hope right and see what happens because what is today the uh, second uh, july uh, august so in the real world they'll be here uh, full in full-fledged by late july early august right
1: start to report camps, you know camps need to start generally start late july first week of august um you know, uh, NFL camps start even sooner than that. Right. So, right. you know, th- again, the NFL is a different deal because they're not going to have fans in their in their, in the seats. But you're still going to have players, you know, y- you can isolate the players. Right. And, the, and if they isolate the players and that time, they have a little more control over it than trying to isolate a bunch of college students who are going to be going out, hanging out somewhere. You know, and, and again, these players are going to have to take it serious <laughs> yeah, and yeah, understand, yeah. you know what, as much as I, you know, we won a game I want to go over to to dirt bags or University Mm -hmm. Boulevard or do whatever I can't for the good of the team Mm -hmm. for the good of the program so you know it's going to be interesting to see how they do that
0: right no it's a tough time Uh, we're trying to get ready here for some quotes from uh, uh, Sean um, he, he was very you know just in observation I've been around him about 11 years now and uh, he was very good today very mellow uh, of course it's not December right. right we're in the first part of June so he was great with his answers and, and we'll see it's good to hear from you know it's good to hear from these guys so I think uh,
1: I think we've got some 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 uh, clips queued up uh, you know Steve, Steve came out of the box with the question about uh, about uh, Sean Miller's uh, international recruiting I thought but there were some interesting things about that. So you, let's, let's play the clip and then we'll, we'll discuss a little
3: well, bit. Well, I would say about two years ago, Steve, uh, you know, as, as uh, you, know, you, you try to always take inventory of, uh, you know, what you do that works and things maybe that we can do better. And then obviously uh, taking into account the landscape of, uh, of the industry that we're all in. You know, college basketball obviously is the one we're talking about. And I just think there's so many great examples of either single, singular international players uh, that have come over here and made a big impact. Sometimes it's on one team, sometimes it's for their entire career. Uh, Then you have programs that have just done it well, uh, not just in a single season, but for a long period of time, obviously Gonzaga really comes to mind. Me uh, being here for over a decade and competing against Gonzaga. You know, I think it's one of the ingredients that makes them such a successful program, that they don't rely on just one aspect of recruiting. You know, they they've gotten some great four-year transfers, players that have actually sat out and then impacted. You know, their uh, their program. You know, Kyle Wilcher is an example of that. Clearly, the the international players, uh, some which you know hit the ground running, but others that that have developed within their pro program and, you know, almost become like the fabric of Gonzaga, right? And then obviously you have high school uh, recruiting in, in our country and then You know, most recently you have the internet, you have the eligible immediately transfers. So I think for us, especially when Jack Murphy came aboard because, you know, Jack has the passion to recruit international, he has the contacts and I think the know-how, it just made sense. And uh, sometimes it takes about a year or so for you to see the results, but we set out as far back as a couple of years. To, to mix it in and make it a part of what we do. You know, I, I think each year is different, obviously, because we signed only one player in the fall class, Daylon Terry, this past year. And then you never really know how many you're gonna lose when you bring in three freshmen, uh, that four freshmen, three of them that leave, you know, all of a sudden now you have a lot of, of uh, need. And, you know, thank goodness we had cultivated that. And uh, I think that the players, the young guys will be coming in will be great additions to our program. And uh, we welcome them with open arms. And I think that at the end of the day, the class that we put together is a very good one. It's just like you said, this year, it's maybe a little bit more heavy towards international. That also doesn't mean next year, we're gonna bring in you know four or five international players, maybe, uh, maybe one, maybe none, I, I don't know. But I think being able to pull from different aspects of recruiting takes a lot of pressure off of um, Especially a program like ours that oftentimes we need to call on four, five, six new players uh, from one season to the next
1: so Jay what did you get from that well first of all he's been he's been thinking about this uh track of of recruiting international players for a little while now right right and so that that was the first thing but the the thing that fascinated me more than anything was was his uh sighting of the of Gonzaga as as a model for Arizona recruiting that that you know and and I get it you know Gonzaga's been really good i mean i sat there I, I worked the the sweet 16 and the final four that they went to they've been to a final four more recently than arizona but it just strikes me that here's a, divi- a high a, you can say a blue blood or an elite division one program that's sort of modeling itself and it's recruiting after a mid-level program mm-hmm. now Gonzaga's the exception. I get they're they're from a mid from a, a, a mid major conference but they've arrived. But they're they're here. They're and they're, and they're here yeah. to stay and Mark Few's done a great job right. there. And I and I'll tell you when when I went to that Sweet 16 and that was the one where Arizona lost Xavier in the mm-hmm. in the in the Sweet 16 Gonzaga was there. Arizona wasn't going to even if Arizona had beaten if they, if that shot by by Alonzo Trier had gone in and Arizona's in the in the Elite Eight they weren't going to beat Gonzaga right and, and they I, were higher seed at it, the no ten, no one, Gonzaga one was two? the one Arizona one, two, was the two okay. in that they weren't going to beat Gonzaga and the reason they weren't going to beat Gonzaga is Gonzaga had a team of a bunch of twenty two and twenty three year olds <laughs> okay and 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 Arizona's team was a bunch of children you know Larry Markinen was nineteen years old right so Raleigh, Alkins, e. and, you know and, and all those guys so so that's first thing the other thing that struck me is when gonzaga came down here and played last year mm-hmm. mind you my seat uh, at the scores table is closer to the visitor bench and so i'm there pregame and i'm doing my stuff and gonzaga guys walk on the on the court for their pregame. those were old men mm-hmm. they were old men they were big they looked physical and i i told my i told my brother gene who sits next to me at the table i said we have no shot Arizona's not going to beat these guys. And Mm -hmm. they didn't. Yeah. Arizona, they stayed in the game through most of the game. Looked like they had a chance to win it, but they weren't going to beat those guys because, you know, again, you know, there were a bunch of, on the Arizona side, there were a bunch of kids on the, on the, uh, on the, uh,
0: on the court. And these guys were a bunch of old guys. Totally agree with you. We'll get back on the other side talking more. uh, Sean Miller,
3: thanks. Time to update those old kitchen cabinets? Call the Window Depot today. The Window Depot is not only the number one warehouse for windows and doors, we now have a great selection of kitchen and bath cabinets at Tucson's best prices. The Window Depot is Tucson's top spot for granite and quartz countertops to finish the new kitchen or the replacement of that old worn-out Formica. So call us today at 290-8545 or 622-6430. The Window Depot, windows, doors, granite, and new kitchens.
0: Hey, welcome back to Why on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. So, so Jay, uh, I got your observation. One of the things is, uh, and I, maybe I didn't ask the question correctly, but w- I wanted to see how this all materialized. Is, was it because the United States kids didn't want to come here, or did he kind of use them as the resu- result of no one wanting to come here? No, I. I it sounded to me like it was, it was a... A work in progress? Yeah, sort of. I, I need
1: to get guys that fit my system, and these guys fit my. I, I just feel like he was trying to do something a little different recruiting wise. Uh-huh. Because again, I'm not a coach, but my my limited knowledge of basketball, it's my opinion that bringing guys in for one year to run his system well, not does, is not working. Yeah, and that's so, obvious. So he's trying to get guys who have, you know, he he spent some time in, in the press conference talking about the experience that mm-hmm. these guys get playing the international game they travel they go to different countries mm-hmm. and they, and they, they it's it's a different uh, environment that they're learning basketball than the AAU environment that these guys play in here where they're just running up and down the court and dunking right so right. it seems to me like he's just trying to get guys that are a better fit for him yeah. combined with you know the the one and dones
0: that he that he can get isn't it uh, uh, kind of going back to his days at Xavier? It might be. It it, it may be getting uh, players again, who are good. You got again. You got to
1: do something different right. because he's just it. it he's he just he's 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 just not getting to right. where he needs to get to. Right. Right. Okay. That said, uh, there's 13 scholarships on a on a roster. There's 13 scholarships and, and they got 14, 14 players right now. One of the big question marks right. is Brandon Williams. Right. He's he's had the knee injury. He, he had you know he has said some stuff that li- led people to believe that he's looking looking... looking for a way out but Sean Miller today said that you know as far as he's concerned Brandon's on the roster they're working with him the COVID thing has created some issues because his rehab has not been as normal as it would need to be but and there's a lot of feeling that if they've got one extra guy right now Brandon Williams is a guy that's not going to be here in the fall Mm -hmm. but Sean clearly said that that Don't necessarily assume that. So he had some stuff to say about what's going to happen when they, by the fall that they've got to be down to 13 players.
3: Yeah, not necessarily true. You know, the only thing I would tell you, Bruce is it's late May. I thought about it, uh, you know, many, many times this spring. If you go back a year ago, we had, I think three, maybe four things that happened in terms of our roster changing from the Memorial Weekend until we began the, the fall semester. You know, it's, you know, there's there's different guys that uh, that have some academic work to do. You know, in our case, uh, clearly we're working hard from the international perspective to make sure that we have any problems solved and working there. We have a lot of guys that are home and you know working academically and you know to establish themselves coming back. But I think when we get through the summer and we show up in the fall. You know, we'll be at 13 scholarship players, and uh, I think that it will all work out. I say that with great confidence. Work out not. You know, I, I
1: mean, it's basically <laughs> something's going to happen. I don't know what. But it's something's like the COVID thing. It's too early to tell. It, it is, you know, and and again, college basketball is 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 one of the is one of the sports where that's, you know, the, the the fluidity of a roster is is very high, and you know, he mentioned that you know last year that you know they were they hit Memorial Day and still f- there were four sure, roster moves sure, after sure. that. So he seems confident that something's going to happen. It, it, it you know, I think he's just trying to make sure that let's not make assumptions about who's going to be here and who. Who's not.
0: But let's say also say let me put you in, in Williams shoes, Brandon Williams shoes. would not you kind of be ready to to say goodbye? Look, just I'm, in case.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, if I'm Brandon Williams and I've got this problem with you know roster spots, and, and again, re, re, remember, he, as, as Sean pointed out in the news conference, with Brandon Williams, it's not a knee injury. It's it's a it's a chronic problem with his mm-hmm. knee, and and when you hear people talk about what that might be, it's it's not you know he didn't tear an ACL. Or something no. like that. He's got he's got a he's got a problem with his knee. Just physically, I, he's got a limited number of amount of time that he's going to be able to play basketball. All right. And All so right. if if I'm Brandon Williams, I'm thinking hard about whether or not I'm, I'm going to stick around and play for another. But it, then again, if he doesn't if he doesn't play college basketball, who's going to take him?
0: Right. and that's kind <clears> of <throat> what came out a month ago or so with Brandon Williams and his discussion on in the internet. Right. He's looking at options uh, that best suits Brandon right. Williams. and that's the best thing to and do. And that's the best thing to do. A, that's the absolute best right. thing to do is to think,
1: what's the right thing for Brandon Williams? Mm-hmm. And if he says, I got to go because I, I, I've got maybe three or four years to play basketball and I'm going to go get, you know, earn some money.
0: How can you say don't I, do it exactly? And any fan who says this or that, I wouldn't blame him for a second. You exactly. can't. Exactly.
1: You can't. You can't. You know. Again, you know. He since he since he was a little kid, he's been thinking about being a professional basketball mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. And if if playing another year at Arizona really puts at risk his ability to, to play, play at least
0: one or two years to play as a
1: pro, then yeah. you know what? Then don't do it. Right. I've right. never. You know. I've never. Uh, uh, criticized. Again. Well, I shouldn't say never. There are some guys that have left that you thought, dude, that's not really smart. But, you know, we don't know what their situation is. Right. So and you, maybe you they just, just hope,
0: weren't good enough. Right. And you just hope guys make the decision, right, right. the best decision for them. Well, I'll give you one example right away uh, Michael Wright. Michael yeah. Wright but, but he was uh, he was not gonna he was a, one of those major betweener guys Yeah, not big enough for the pros very good for the college game right and but you know his if he stayed another
1: year his situation wasn't gonna change Exactly. so go make the money Pe- people You're, don't understand that you know but then I think uh, I think his name uh, Marcus Williams is that yes him? oh yes got, oh god what was that guy thinking we could spend right? an hour I'm there. like that guy shouldn't even starting in Arizona he goes to the <laughs> NBA and I'm like dude okay you know perfect example right right so a yeah. uh, 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 Again, you know, you don't know what's best. I mean, you see a guy play, and you say, "Okay, that's an NBA guy." That guy's not right, right? Um, you know, in our limited, uh, in our, limited, we've seen uh, enough. Of
0: we, our, our litmus test of watching people, we know.
1: I, I, you know, I think we have a good idea. Yeah. You know, but again, you, you don't know other things like their family situation, sure. or maybe they they hate school, or they're not doing well enough in school to stay out. A lot of things go into sure. it that, that we don't know about. Sure, that doesn't make NBA eligible, though. Right, right, away. right. Okay, next clip. The, the second clip is uh, Sean Miller talking about getting past the comments that Jason uh, Jason Terry made uh, when the FBI investigation came around. And I thought it was a great question. It was.
3: Well, you know, um, there's a lot of people who reacted uh, to that day. You know, there's a long line. uh, And you know what? Based on the information that they had, you know, if you had a passion towards the program that we're all a part of now, Arizona basketball, Uh, You know, that that was a moment you remembered and you're trying to figure it out. Uh, To Jason's credit and and I guess mine as well, having nothing to do with him eventually becoming an assistant coach here, uh, we we repaired that, talked about it uh, and had a good conversation about it some time ago. And uh, I appreciated at that moment just the thought that he had of uh, reaching out and Getting back on the same page and he didn't need to explain the emotion behind what he said. Uh, I think uh, I understood it. And and it's one of the things that, that you appreciate about our program, David, is that there's people that uh, our program matters to them. You know, it They want us to do well. They care a great deal about it. And when you care about something, sometimes you can become emotional. But we crossed that bridge a long, long time ago. Uh, That had obviously nothing to do with me uh, coming his direction and eventually making him a part of our staff. So uh, I've gotten to know him a a lot better. Um, Like you do with all these guys, you know, they're busy. You know, they're NBA players. They have their own careers. You watch them from afar and respect them a great deal but you don't have a whole lot of interaction, but as Jason's career has winded down, I've gotten a chance to really know him and I'm thrilled to ha- add him as an assistant coach and, and really a big, big part of our future.
0: Let me say this, uh, David Kelly asked a question I thought was a great question, came I think right after mine. Uh, and I said to myself, that's a great question. I thought it was an even better answer. It was a great answer. And, and
1: you, you gotta give Sean Miller a lot of credit. Look, we criticize Sean for a lot of things. Um, But really to put his ego aside, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, for the good of the program. And and I mean, (laughs) I hold grudges. All right, I, 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 my friends laugh at me because I tell them that there's a girl that broke up with me in high school. <laughs> <who> I, <laughs> I still have a big problem with.
0: <laughs> if you're talking about it, yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, I was 17 years old. And, I'll take the. What's your insurance? I'll take, take, uh, insurers, I'll take I, it. Is I have. Is? I have. I hold grudges, and and my family knows that. But you know, for for to to see what Jason Terry basically said, which he basically said mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, in not so many words that we need to fire Sean Miller, yeah. and for the two of those guys to 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 work through that mm-hmm. to the point that they're going to work together. Mm-hmm. I, I think you got to, you really got to, uh, you know, give both guys a hand for that because right. um, you know, that boy, you know, when somebody tells me, I think you should be fired. I'm going to have a hard
0: time even right. being a friend of that person down the road. When he talked about the emotion and he understood it, and yada, yada. And, and, it could be coach speak, but I don't believe this is because he, he you could tell, yeah, you know, Sean, you've heard him, talk, right. heard him talk. I really believe that was, a, to me, it was a great answer from yeah, Sean. Yeah. Well, again, I think we've come to know that Sean Miller is, you know,
1: he, he, he's very confident in his mm-hmm. position and who he is. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to go get Jason Terry. There are mm. a lot of other guys he could have gone out and gotten, but he felt Jason Terry was a good fit and he was willing to
0: to get past what he said Uh, i've talked about this a number of times i think it was a great pr move great pr for the school great uh, for the program uh they got a guy who knows the the culture of arizona basketball these kids are dying to be jason terry because they want to go to the pros and last some time so they have some knowledge of who he is and what he can do and uh i think the alums are grateful for him.
1: Well, sure. Well, later on in the press conference, uh, he was uh, Sean was asked exactly that. You know what? What are the things that Jason Terry brings to the program that that got you to hire him? And and he listed all those things. The players will will listen to him because uh-huh. of his career, both as in college and the NBA. You know, it's it's a it's a boost for the fans who remember Jason Terry, mm-hmm. love Jason Terry, uh, and so it's it's great for the coaching staff. It's great for recruiting, and and then on top of everything else, he's got basketball knowledge. Mm-hmm. And he'll be able to coach. Mm-hmm. He can coach. He's going to co- help coach the guards. People forget that as great a scorer as Jason Terry was, you know, he was he's a national deep, player. He was deepest. a Sports Illustrated National Player of the Year his senior year. He was a great defensive mm-hmm. player. His defense during the 97 championship here and then 98 when they got to the Elite Eight was a key to what they did. Mm-hmm. So on top of
0: all those things that that, that are on the table with him, he may be a great coach too. Right, right, right. No, I think he's the, the school leader in steals. I remember writing that story thousands of years ago. But uh, and he's a community guy, and he's a community. And he, you know what? And he's just a fun, mm-hmm. happy, smiley kind of guy. And I, so I think I think we're gonna we're gonna like
1: having around. I'm a him little around.
0: upset at him because I had him on the show. I think I told you this uh, right during the uh, NCAA championship game with him and AJ are on the show a day later after they showed it in April and. Three or four days later, I started hearing words that it was going to be him, and he, Tim, he didn't tell me. Well, again, that's like Greg <laughs> Byrne
1: didn't tell us about the Alabama game, right? So, you know, these guys, we got we got we got to draw them out a little more. Adia Steve. Barnes has been our biggest. story Adia Barnes, you know, told us you, and then and then Tony Amato, you know, told us, hey, I have a kid. Hey, yeah, great, you know. So we got to draw these guys out. We got to figure figure
0: those things out. W break news here. I'm not pregnant. Sure. Glad to hear that. <laughs> FYI. Hey, let's take a quick break for our last break here on 10:30 The Voice. These days, most families are concerned with having the right insurance coverage. Protecting your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions can be challenging and sometimes expensive. Crest Insurance gives you flexible options and solutions while saving you money. Insurance is not one size fits all, and at Crest, we find the coverage that's best for you and your family. Visit us online at www.crestins.com or call us toll free at 888-881-5765. Hey, welcome back to Iron the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. Time flies when you're having fun. It does. It does. And, uh, you know, it, it's been nice to talk about some
1: basketball. I mean, like things that mm. are maybe happening on the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I feel like, again, we, we keep ha- you know get, having momentum towards – the fact that we're actually going to be talking about games sometime in the next few months, so well, it was it was nice to be able to. Uh, did hear you from hear Sean the Miller. portion
0: where Sean talked about that? When they asked him about, do you think that they're going to have basketball when ta- when basketball comes? And what it's five months away. It's about five months, a little over five months away. It's way too early to tell. It's way too early to tell. Uh, I, I
1: think both both Sean and uh, and and Adia Barnes have expressed a lot of confidence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that their seasons are going to you know have a, a sense of normalcy from the standpoint that, you know, they're going to start when they're supposed to start and those kinds of things. We, we don't know what it's going to be like in the arena in terms of fans, but you know, they're, they're they have a strong belief right now cause they haven't nobody's told them otherwise that they're not going to be you know be playing, playing
0: on right, time right. The one, uh, we need to get Dave Hickey on I know he had said to me that he wants to be on the show so we'll get him on, on, on time soon sure um, sure. Uh, one of the questions I'm curious if something, it applies to you too if you're, an, uh, if you're a season football uh, ticket holder are you going to be allowed to get your season ticket and are you going to get the same ticket or are you going to have to be spread out How what have you been told well,
1: what we've been told only is that if you've paid for a ticket and you don't get to go to that game, you get your money back. That's fine with me. You know, I I put in my money for my season tickets uh, for the whole season by June 1st. Well, I took advantage of the, of the 25% uh, payment plan because what what you you had to do is pay 25% of your account to hold your tickets for this year. And I did that. And then you paid the rest of it, you know, as as you go along. My, my, my 25% included 25% of my tailgate pass. But um, so I paid for my, you know, I've I've started the process of paying for my tickets. And again, all they've said is that if you don't get to go to a game, you get your money back. So Mm -hmm. I don't expect to have a ticket to every game Mm -hmm. because of, they haven't even decided how many people they're going to let into the stadium and who's going to, and, and then I've, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to let it unfold Mm -hmm. you know if they say okay you can come to the game but you've got to go sit over there instead of where you normally sit Mm -hmm. then i'm going to go sit over there so uh you know i'm just going to let it happen Mm -hmm. Uh, i I know there's people who want to (laughs) be assured of well if i'm buying a ticket i want my seat right or if i'm buying my ticket i want to be able to go to every game you know what folks give it up it's going to be different we're not going to be able to do it the way we want to do it, you may have a 50-yard line seat this game and you may be sitting in the end zone the next game. And if that's not good enough for you, then you know what? You're not the fan that we all thought you were. Right, right. Your your 50-yard line seats were just a a, a complete mockery. So get out of here.
0: This is not Burger
1: King. You cannot have it your way. Exactly. Everybody's going to have to understand that this season for football and basketball and you know what maybe even baseball and, and yeah. softball. I mean think of you know think of Hillenbrand Stadium on on a game day. Mm-hmm. That place is jammed with with guess what? The age group right that's the uh, at risk age, group, at-risk you age know, group. you know and so guys it's going to be different just deal with it, mm-hmm. make the best of it, go to the games that you get to go to, and then, you know what, watch the other ones on TV. Right. I mean, right. I'm not going to be wholly disappointed if they say, you know what, you're not going to the Portland State game. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm staying home. I'm at the tailgate. I'm, what are you yeah, talking about? I'm, I'm staying home. You know, we when we tailgate, we bring a TV in the whole bed, maybe they'll let us come and tailgate and watch it there. Right, <clears throat> right, right. So, so we'll see. Look, everybody's just going to have to understand that it's going to be different, and, and you know, not everybody's going to get everything that they mm-hmm. want.
2: Yeah, right. Thomas? And it a potentially reassuring news at least for the spring is that today uh, dr. fauci said that they anticipate having 100 million vaccines ready uh, by early 2021 maybe January of 2021 really yes so what's happening is the the trials right now they're in what's called phase two which is a smaller control group then it enters phase three this summer which is thousands of people in all age groups. what they're doing is manufacturing this already, With the hopes of that it does go through all the testing with a green light and then as soon as it's approved they can send out the vaccines that they've already made Mm -hmm. and by the end of the year have his estimate was a hundred million vaccines available
1: Look look at tom man reading the news not just the sports stuff, Doctor Tom. Thank you, Doctor. <laughs>
2: yeah, I just play one on the
1: radio. <laughs> thank, thank you, Tom. You, you, you've given me hope, but I, I, but again, you know, even if there is a vaccine, I mean, I, I still can't sure, imagine that sure. you're going to let a hundred thousand people into Ohio State Stadium. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Right. You know, I right. mean, I, we're we're not going to be there this season. I, I think this whole school year or this whole season through next June. Really, it's going to be really limited, Doctor Doom. No, I'm not saying they're not going to be games. I'm just, I'm just saying that it's going to be. They're altered. not going to let fourteen thousand people
0: into uh, McHale Center. I, I get that. I get that. I, even, know? even when the calendar changes, nothing's going to change, right? Because two twenty one, okay, like you're talking about 100 million 2021, it still doesn't kind of change things. And it's going to be a lot of
1: trial and error. They're going to yeah. have to figure out, okay, what yeah. works and what doesn't again, and right. when are we? When is it going to happen? But. To me, as long as there's games, I'll be good.
2: Is it too late for my snide remark that they weren't letting 14,000 in that arena last year either?
0: No, it could, but, you're, <laughs> but you're right because it was about 12 and a half or eleven. Because you, you were saying that U of A basketball did not was not sold out. It wasn't sold out. Most
1: they were of the
2: advertising season. tickets. Yeah. Uh, well, they on sold on this out, radio but, station. But they sold
0: a few
1: games. 14 Fourteen six four four. I know or five four four something like that. That's the number.
2: I, mean, just, <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. The old gray mare ain't like she used to be. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not, and you know, and and that is true. That I mean, there, it's not a sellout every game like it used to be. Um, but you know, that's that's kind of where sports generally are. You know, there's a lot of people that just stay home for you know, and one watch the games at home. And
0: Tucson, you know this better than me, having grown up here. Tucson loves a winner.
1: They do, and you know what, uh, uh, Sean? Uh, you know he used the he used the the phrase "return to a high level." He mm-hmm. understands mm-hmm. and he acknowledges that the last couple of years haven't been vintage Arizona basketball. Did you
0: see his zoom with Steve and Matt? I did both of them. Yeah. So he was very self-effacing, right? He even admitted to them it's been not the greatest. It's been two tough. Years. Yeah. They've had a tough couple of years. He said,
1: and he keeps saying he keeps talking about making it back and returning to where we were. Right. So he, you know, he's. He's acknowledging that, you know, he his teams haven't met the quote-unquote Arizona standard. Mm-hmm. They haven't been Arizona good the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But, he, you know, he's also trying to rebuild that. And he's, again, he's taking a different strategy
0: recruiting-wise and all that kind of stuff. So, I had a Zoom meeting with uh, Anthony and, and my guy, Moreno. Uh, and I said, I, maybe we talked about this, too. So, they have all these kids. this kids, six uh, foreigners in a transfer coming in Uh Uh, last year it was mostly the the three good players, and then they had to mesh mesh with the other guys. And and it just didn't kind of work. It just didn't kind of work. And people are saying, well, they need more time. They need more time. What makes this year any different that they need more time? Well, they are going to need more time, especially. But, again,
1: I think think there's some things in play that, you know, there aren't going to be some guys there that you're thinking – one and done. I'm just here for, you know, yeah. for the year and I'm getting I out. I get that, I get I, that. And I, I feel like, you know, I feel like there's going to, I would expect there to be, mm-hmm. I don't know if I, I feel like it's going to happen. I would expect there to be more of a long-term commitment to what they're doing mm-hmm. and maybe some more patience and, and working with guys and, and and running a system that that can work. And yes, you're going to take your lumps and, you, you know, you're going to play some games and you're going to get beat up, but
0: the lessons you learn from that will help you down the road, whether it's this year or next year. And that's where I wanted to go with it. So you're a fan. I know your your family is a fan, and you know a lot of fans. So are you going to sacrifice next year? And that sacrifice is too big of a word, but to wait for the next year? Well, I'm going to expect them to win this year.
1: Do I expect them to compete for a national championship? No. Do I expect them to compete for a Pac-12 championship? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I expect that Arizona should compete for that every single year mm-hmm. so I do expect that but on the other hand I think that if you see that there's something happening that leads you to believe that there's a future here mm-hmm. because with, with, the, with when you've got the one and done guys there is no future right. it's right it's now. Now. It's it's now right now this has got to happen right now if it doesn't happen we're starting over again next year mm-hmm. I'm going in with the attitude of these guys are here they're going to start to hopefully build something they're going to hang around Maybe be here another one or two years mm-hmm. after that, if not more. Yes, again, because when I think of that Gonzaga team that went to the Final Four, you think of the Virginia team that's the defending champion, Villanova. You know those couple of years that they won it, they won those games, they won those Older championships guys. with the old guys, yeah, old guys, right, twenty-three year old guys. But you know, to me, there's something to that, and I get it. Kentucky and even Duke to a degree, and some of these teams they get the one and dones and they do well, but I just believe that with what Sean Miller does and the things he does in his program, he needs older guys.
0: I don't disagree with you there at all. And to, to, to argue a little with you, with you, Calipari is, to me is the most overrated college coach because he, he gets those guys, he's won once. He's, exactly. He's won once. That's my point. And coach K, okay, he gets what he gets. He didn't win with the best team two, three years ago. Right. With the best team. With the best team. So right. that doesn't work for them either. So,
1: again, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. It I think it's harder to win it all with that team I don't disagree. Than building towards something that yeah you, you get there little by little
0: and get there. I totally agree. No, totally. we'll end it there. Kumbaya, Jay. Yeah, there K- you go, man. Fun Kumbaya. conversation. Good show. Good show today. Uh, I thought you. it was good. Yeah, 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 Ho- good Hopefully, s- we, uh, you know, we, we we can keep some of these conversations Should, going. Uh, we got how many time? We got about twenty. Seconds. So we have a good show tomorrow. AIA high school stuff. Right. With the administration. See what's going on We're there. Going to talk high schools tomorrow. So we hope uh, people will be listening and calling and ask some questions. Do you want to tease Thursday? Not yet. Okay, we
1: won't.
3: Not yet. Okay, tomorrow. All right. we'll
0: tease. Big day
1: Thursday. Big though. day
0: Thursday. Yes. Hey, thanks everybody for listening here on ten thirty The Voice. <laughs>